Welcome, wombat folk and trolls, sorcerers and orcs to Rated RPG, the fantasy role-playing podcast where we toss dice and have fun adventures with our friends. This is the Valley of Green Gold. At the end of our last episode, the party was feeling very proud, having made short work of a couple of ogres that attacked a farm on the outskirts of Merchant Harbor. But then you spotted some of those stray dogs barking, yipping, jumping around in the grass not far away from you. You saw in the grass a swarm, a horde of rot grubs headed your way. Silbeth, Brad, you mentioned a while back that Silbeth had seen rot grubs in the jungle as a child. Now these rot grubs here on Crow Island are bigger and faster. The ones in the jungle were tiny, maybe an inch or two, three inches in length. These rot grubs are twice the size. They're faster, they're more muscular because they've been uh, raised for, for meat. They propel themselves toward these dogs with haste, undulating, practically hopping through the grass. Their translucent bodies, a milky pink color, as you can see the bloody hue from their last meal. But whatever they ate, it wasn't enough to sate their ravenous appetites. We have rolled initiative, and the initiative order actually stays put from uh, last time because you guys had just finished off the ogres. So in the uh, number one spot, ice cold slab monsoon, uh, then clubhead, you guys are actually tied. So, you know, you could figure out if somebody has something they want to do first, you could do that. Then the uh, rot grub swarm is moving pretty quick. So they're going to get the uh, third spot in initiative, then Wendell the Wombat, and then Silbeth. Oh, we're talking hundreds. Silbeth, some of the things about rot grubs that I think you would remember, because it's very serious and deadly stuff in the jungle to know these things, the first thing you remember is that they attack as a boiling horde. Rot grubs are terrifying and murderous if they find you asleep or even prone for just a moment. But if you're on your feet, even these quicker rot grubs, all of you should be able to move out of the way. Your movement speed is still quicker than the, the rot grubs. If you get close enough to slash or smash or pierce them, melee range, they will violently flip through the air and try to cling to you with tiny chitinous claws. They can chew through leather, but what they really want is exposed skin. And if there's enough of them trying to get to your exposed skin, one of them will find some. If you're lucky, you can shake them off or brush the uh, rot grubs away before they, they burrow into your skin, uh, but it only takes a matter of seconds. So how that works mechanically is that if you are in melee range and the rot grubs have a turn, or if you move out and they get an attack of opportunity, there will be a DC 10 dexterity saving throw. Not a difficult roll, but could be. And if that fails, you take 1d6 damage as a rot grub starts to bite you. Uh, on the second turn, it's a little harder to get that rot grub off, provided you don't have any new rot grubs on you. It's a DC 12 dexterity saving throw to find the rot grub and pull it off and, and get rid of it. But after that point, the rot grub has burrowed in, and then your options get thinner. You can cut them out or burn them out, each option dealing some damage to you in the process. So that is how deadly rot grubs are, and you are faced with a horde of them. When you say horde... Do you mean like 10 or 40? Hundreds. Eee? Oh my God. Hey, you know, this is gonna, 
really change how I'm picturing this. Like, how big is a rot grub? Just a single one. Four, five, six inches. Okay. And, you know, about the size of a soda can. Oh my gosh. And do we know what kind of damage they do? If it bites you, it's 1d6 piercing. If it bites you and gets into your skin. Now, the bigger ones might not be able to get through, but it's the smaller ones that are going to do that. So, you know, when you think about, like, you know, you get a little rot grub on you, even if it's an inch long, once it gets inside of you, it's 1d6 piercing as it's burrowing and chomping at your flesh to try to find its way to your heart. <laughs> oh, that's so terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, and they're in the weeds? Yes, the rot grubs are in the tall grass. And while they are headed your way, it's going to take them a couple of rounds to get to you. They're making short work of those dogs currently. Uh, Closer to you, in the weeds nearby, there's a dead ogre that you killed and several dead dogs that the ogres killed. You guys let that other ogre go after hitting it multiple times in its testicles. A bit further away, you notice the bodies of a dead pig and dead oxen. Maybe they were killed by the ogres before you arrived. You're just noticing them now. Also, in the immediate area is a small open-air barn consisting of timbers holding up a roof over a couple of piles of hay. There are some barrels under that roof and some farming tools as well. There's also a wagon with a load of hay on it nearby as well. Is there a, a loft in the barn or any sort of second floor? No. You could get up to the roof, but you would have to climb. Mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my plan is uh, we will take shelter inside of the dead animals for warmth. <laughs> <laughs> We're tauntauning this whole operation. <laughs> Just kidding, that's a stupid plan. It might work for you. We don't know if they're actually interested in eating you, do we? Oh, that's a good point. I'm not really made of exposed skin. You like delicious rotting wood, though. That's true. Are they vegetarian, I wonder? <laughs> Can we toss one of your fingers? <laughs> well, you know what they say when you're getting chased by an army of rot grubs? You don't have to be tastier than them. You just got to be tastier than your friends, right? <laughs> I don't like that nice. attitude very much. <laughs> is the uh, is there any holes in the roof? Is it old? Is it kind of shabby? Or is it just a solid roof that could not be l looked through? You don't know. You haven't checked. You would need to take the mm. time to check. Oh, um, last session, I activated the ice cold point. But I don't know if I used it. Would that be like rollover minutes back in the day? Or would I have to use another one? Uh, I think you would have to use another one because it only lasts for one turn. Yeah, the the the, uh, the opponent's next turn. Yeah. Yes, yes. All right. Here's my plan. Here's my darn plan. I want to run because I know they they just look like they're gonna eat stuff, right? So can I go and see if I can pick up that pig? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna go and pick up the pig. Okay. I really wanna set him on fire, cause I have a thing about worms in real life, so in the game it's not gonna be any different. I don't like them, they creep me out. It'd be super cool if we could just get them all in the barn and then burn that sucker down while we cast AOE spells and you know. How big is your AOE? Cause I wanna, I wanna be right outside of it. We, we could probably cast our area of effect spells around all the dead things in the barn. Like Wither and Bloom, we can just make it so if they go towards any of those corpses, they're gonna take damage. I think it's only a 10 foot radius. We're talking about Wither and okay. Bloom. I think basically we just need to get in a position where we're not gonna be, you're not gonna be within the AOE and you're not gonna be attacked by the rock grubs. Yeah. Is there a back door to the barn to get out? <laughs> it's all open air. So there's no doors, no walls. 
Uh, but your intention, so Bunny's intention is to uh, get a big pile of hay oh, near the corpses okay. of either the pig, the oxen, or the ogres, and then and then have that ready there. Well, there is a wagon that has a load of straw on the back of it. You could push that over there. It's on wheels. So uh, in your turn, I think if that's your intention, push the wagon toward the ogre bodies, leave it in between the ogre bodies, and then back off so that you're not going to be in an area of effect for, say, Wither and Bloom. That is exactly what I would love to do, thank you. I run over there, push, bam, done. Okay, Clubhead. The Clubhead's gonna run over to the bar and he's gonna start looking at the barrels. Uh, and, and trying to see if he could find anything that could be like, you know, explosive. Okay. Maybe there's a bunch of manure that has been trapped inside of a barrel for far too long. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of methane. I don't know. Genius. Yeah. Okay. Roll a uh, d20. Okay. We'll say on a 20, you get to name what you find in the barrel. Oh, well, uh, I got a five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Looks like rainwater. Just some rainwater off of the roof of the That's farm. That's the opposite of what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Should have rolled a 20. <laughs> Story of my life in D and D, yeah. right? <laughs> okay, so so that that's just like half my turn then, or something. Uh, that would be you looking in in a barrel. Uh, so yeah, half your turn, you can still move around a little bit. Okay, um, I'm gonna uh, try to. Oh crap! I'm terrible at climbing. Um, okay, well, what what else is in the barn? What, since I can't invent it because I didn't roll a d20, what else is do I see? You got a shovel, you got a rake, you've got a, a big pole, a metal pole. A 10-foot pole? A what? A 10-foot pole? Yes, a 10-foot pole. Oh. Okay, classic. I feel much safer now with a 10-foot pole. Would you touch rot grubs with it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Guys, uh, I'm gonna like try to climb up to the roof so I can start s s shooting him with magics. Uh, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna try to climb. All right, give me an athletics check. Oh dear God, a 14. Nice. That's enough to do it. Wow. You notice that the farmer who built this shelter uh, was already thinking about that kind of stuff because they installed pegs on one of the beams that lead up to the roof. Oh so, yeah. shit! Awesome. <laughs> so the rot grubs are going to keep coming closer to you guys. As a party, the barn and you guys and the wagon and everything, that, and the bunny moved all that stuff. Silbeth, you would find yourself right around the barn area. So the rot grubs are still approaching. You and, and Wendell are still on the ground at this point. The rot grubs are getting close to the corpses. And so that's what they do on their turn. And then it's Wendell's turn. Can rot grubs go underground? Silbeth, can rock grubs go underground? Uh, no, they they cannot. I mean, uh, but if you if you leave an open tunnel, they could probably follow you. Hmm. Use these pegs. They're very easy to climb. Okay, I'm gonna climb up onto the roof. Athletics check, please. Okay, I really don't want to do this. I've had bad experiences. Oh goodness. And you got a 17. Ha ha ha. I did it. Wendell joins Clubhead on the roof. Mm. Anything else for Wendell? Oh, can I still do an action? Yes. Maybe I'll cast False Life on myself. False Life. I only. I think I only have two slots left. Can you confirm that uh, we used spells fighting the ogres? You did. Okay. I'm not going to cast it then because I might need it for other things. So I'll just hang out and encourage the others to come on the roof. Hey, guys, you should probably get up on the roof. It seems like it might be slightly safer up here. Haha. <laughs> All right, Silbeth's turn. Uh, that sounds like a good idea, Wendell. I'm going to use my daily Tides of Chaos to give myself advantage on this roll, just in case. 
Okay. 13. 13 is enough. Nice. Uh, the DC to climb up on the roof now that three of you have done it is 10 with the pegs there. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah, you know, you don't want to land prone, certainly anywhere near rock grubs. That would be bad. Yeah. yeah. Ice cold slab monsoon. Back to you, top of the turn order. Hey, we're having a roof party, and I attempt to get on the roof as well. The most athletic among you. Oh, we got an unnatural 20. We'll take it. I just somehow cartwheel up. Yeah, as if defying gravity, Bunny grabs one of the pegs, kicks off the ground, and flips up and lands on his feet on the roof, and now all four of you are up there on this small structure as the rot grub horde creeps ever closer. I have a question. Do they all appear to be uh, as one mind? Like they're all, you know, single-mindedly moving the same way, or are some like spreading out and little tendrils coming out, that kind of thing? Great question. Uh, the hundreds of individual rot grubs are all motivated by the same thing, but they are not necessarily a hive mind. Okay, got it. All right, clubhead. Okay, so just just so I understand, they're they're. Coming towards us, but in between us and them, there is a dead ogre that is covered in hay, right? Yes, uh, you're on the roof of the barn. About 30 feet from you, there's a dead ogre that you killed and a dead pig that the ogre probably killed and some dead dogs scattered around there too, which the ogres were fighting when you arrived. Uh In between the ogre and the pig, there's a wagon of hay that Bunny pushed there. And then a short distance beyond the dead bodies and stuff, there is the rock grub swarm and they are headed your way. So just, there's a whole bunch of corpses between us and them. Okay. I guess I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna start this off. Let's start this off, suckers. (laughs) Wither it blue. Nice. So yeah, Clubhead uh, raises his staff above his head and starts uh, sort of like spinning it. It's kind of like he's stirring a big drink. Okay. You know, and and the staff is a spoon. And spores just start shooting out of the tip of the staff. (laughs) And it creates like a little like tornado of magic above his head. And then he points it over towards the uh, swarm of rot grubs and all the spores land amongst them. They are going to have to make a constitution saving throw. And the DC on that constitution saving throw is 13. They got an 18. So instead of destroying 10 feet radius circle of rot grubs, you destroy a five foot radius circle of rot grubs. And just doing the math in your head really quick, clubhead, uh, you can tell that is less than 10% of the rock grubs that are there. Hey, uh, guys, I only have one more of these, and that was not very effective. Uh-oh. Yeah, we, we might need a new plan. Anything else for Clubhead? Uh, anyone have any fire? Like, real fire we can throw at them? I got real torches in my pack, brother! All right, perfect. We're gonna have to burn them. I can also possibly get magical fire with my chaos bolt, but there's no guarantee. Will we have to, like, slap you or something to make you <laughs> get the storm cloud? It's it's kind of random energy. Ah. It could be fire. If we start everything on fire, aren't we going to burn our only protection? No, we're going to light the uh, the hay on fire. That was a good call by you, buddy. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. In, is that in the barn? No. Oh, it's not. Okay. Oh, but more importantly, does anyone own this barn? Okay. Do we need to know? That. No, it's a it's a natural it's a natural formation. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this island is crazy. Barns popping up left and right. <laughs> Somebody does, but uh, they're they're not anywhere around telling you not to burn anything. So. <laughs> Anything else for Clubhead? No. Okay. 
The rot-grub horde surges forward on their turn, a tide of swollen, ravenous maggots. They quickly wash over the body of the pig, and as the swine disappears beneath the squishy, squirming mass of rot-grubs, on the other side of the wagon, the ogre body suffers a similar fate, and the squelching of wet flesh being devoured grows louder. The rot grubs are now close enough to you guys that you finally get a glimpse of the rows of jagged little hook-like teeth that line their hungry mouthparts. And now it's Wendell's turn. I know you said we needed a different plan, but I'm going to do the exact same thing as you. <laughs> and what is your DC on that? That is going to be 13, and they rolled an 18 again. Asterisks. Didn't work for me either. Oh well. Well, you're you're whittling away at them. Um, Yikes. Didn't go as well as you thought it would. That happens. Anything else for Wendell? Nope. Silbeth. Question one, is a lit torch throw in, in range or not? Yes. Okay, I will keep that in mind. But the first thing I'm going to do is cast Chaos Bolt on them. So roll a ranged spell attack. These things are going to be pretty easy to hit. All right. That's going to be a hit with a 15. Damage will be 16. And with Chaos Bolt, you use the numbers you rolled on your damage dice to determine the type of damage, and you got a 3 and an 8. Okay, 3 three is fire. I'll take 3. Nice. <laughs> so you hurl this ball of chaotic energy. It turns into fire, and it hits the rot grubs or the wagon. Part of the rock grubs are on the ogre covered in hay. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all kind of right next to each other, so if you hit the uh, rock grubs on the ogre with the hay nearby, it'll probably catch on fire. Yeah, that's my plan. Okay, so you hit the rock grubs, and they sizzle and pop <laughs> as this fire you know, blows them apart, and then it catches the wagon load of hay on fire as well, and that is going to do a lot more damage. Nice! Between Clubhead and Wendell casting Wither and Bloom, and Silbeth casting Chaos Bolt, plus the subsequent burning wagon load of hay thanks to Bunny, you guys have destroyed almost half of the Rot Grub Horde already. Thanks. Anything else for Silbeth? Uh, no, not at the moment. Alright, round two begins with Bunny. I kinda wanna rip off one of the, the like boards that we're standing on and like tomahawk chuck it at them. Okay. Um, is, is it like weak enough that I can pull one off? Yeah, I think so. A big plank off of the roof. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I want to I I do some plank chucking. Right. Uh, screw 2011. This is the real planking. <laughs> yeah, kindling on the fire, man. <laughs> okay, you got a 15 on your attack roll and the bludgeoning damage. Boop. Hey, we got seven on Nice. Ooh. Excellent. Bunny rips a plank off of the roof of the barn that you're standing on, throwing it at the rot grubs and splatting a whole bunch of them in the process. Why is the roof disappearing? <laughs> <laughs> if I was to use my ice cold point, could I then do two more uh, plank tosses? Because it does give me two extra unarmed strikes. Yes, because you are a pro wrestler and you're using a special ability, you're using an ice cold point to grant you additional unarmed strikes. I'm going to treat improvised weapons like a thrown wooden board in the same fashion. So use your ice cold point and take your additional attacks. All right, then I'm going to use one more ice cold point and here we go, plank chucking! <laughs> does a 10 pass? Yes, a 10 does hit a bunch of rot grubs and uh, splats them pretty bad. Uh, not a ton of them, but some of them anyway. And then uh, your second attack was a 15. That is also a hit. Oh, man, you guys are really doing a number on these rock roads. Yeah, we cooking, boys. Bunny has also removed a fraction of the roof that you're standing on. Just letting you know that. <laughs> <laughs> I needed planks. Oh, man. 
have you not played Seven Days to Die? Do you not know what will happen if you breach the structural <laughs> integrity of a thing? All right, uh, Clubhead, it's your turn. Take it away, Clubhead. Okay, so I want to take like stock of of what's happening. Are the rot grubs now? Obviously, they've been a lot of them are dead. Are they are they still coming towards us, or are they like stuck on the ogres, still eating them? Well, the uh, rot grubs that were on the ogre's body and the pig's body and some of the dogs around that wagon—they're all dead because you guys burned them up and blasted them with uh, planks and spells. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, though, you've got about a quarter of them yet remaining, and the ones that aren't dead are moving forward. Oh. And as they're moving forward, they're finding dead rot grubs to eat, and then whatever remains of the ogre as it's smoldering there. I have an idea so we have a uh, like a barrel of water you said right yes okay and these things cannot like dig under the ground we we established yes is there a corpse of an animal that's like close by that isn't covered by rot grubs yet nah they're all covered this is my idea guys wendell digs a hole right and then we attract we put something in the hole that attracts them. And then we dump a barrel of water on top of them upside down, plugging the hole so that they drown in it. Ooh, gonna try to drown these things. <laughs> oh god. What is your butt made of, Wendell? Because I know you plug your holes with your butt sometimes. It's made of delicious flesh. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of tough. It's like tough flesh. Do you think the rock grubs can get in there? Yeah, of course they could. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm not going to risk my life. My, that clock is ticking for me. That's true. That, that could be backup plan if we absolutely need it. Uh, for now, though, I guess I will just, I'll just cast another Wither and Bloom at the, uh, at the encroaching horde. Okay. They are all pretty much in the same space, uh, with the pig and the oxen, so you might be able to hit all of them. Okay, here we go. I'm, I'm blasting them. Boom! Constitution saving throw. They got a knife! They failed! Hey! Ooh. That's gonna be a lot of damage. As the necromantic magic weaves its way around the rock grubs, it turns them all black and they wither and die. Ah, yay! I don't know what that was, but congratulations! <laughs> Beat the rock Shriveled grubs. <laughs> yeah. Clubhead apparently also summoned a new narrator for us. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it, though. Yes, I did, too. What do we do about the fire? <laughs> yeah, it's still burning. Oh, there's a barrel of water! Yeah! Hey. I'll, I'll dig underground and you can pour the water underground. That'll put out the fire. Yeah, let's drown the fire. This plan still works. <laughs> let's drown Wendell. <laughs> oh, yeah. The barrel itself is full of water. It's too heavy for any one of you to carry over to the fire. So you grab a couple of buckets that you find in the barn and you make pretty short work dousing the fire out. Then you run around and stomp on the errant rot grubs that have gotten away from the horde. You know, a single rot grub here or there is actually not very dangerous because you can keep an eye on them. They're not in a horde. So you guys wrap up this combat with a nice bow killing all of the remaining rot grubs when suddenly you hear the wing beats of Sheriff Dandy Griffin as he comes in for a landing. Ooh, hi Dandy. Howdy Clubhead. Boy, I sure am glad you folks was here to take on these rot grubs. I'd have been here myself except I was sleeping again. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might need some deputies. I don't know. Uh, are you hiring? Now that you mention it, it does seem to be something I'm in need of. Ooh, yeah. The sheriff surveys the scene of rot grub carnage and says, 
Dad gummit, I knew those rock grubs were gonna be a problem. Did they come from the farm? We don't know that. Yeah, these these are not like wild ones. These are big and domesticated and fat. And I've been refraining from saying I told you so to these boys, but you know. I hold on, you tell us you told us so every 35 minutes till that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> well, She's right. She told you so, and I done told you so, too. We're optimists, man. What you want us to do? Well, I, I'm going to deputize the four of you, and I want you to go down there to Trickle's Rock Grub Farm and shut it down. Clubhead starts picking up some of the uh, the rock grubs that are dead, and he starts checking them for livestock brands. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Here's something that you do discover. You know, as you're going around and you're squashing the uh, surviving, lingering little single rock grubs, Clubhead, you notice that these rot grubs, they don't try to bite. Oh, hey, these guys are friendly. <laughs> uh, I can keep one as a present, a little pet. <laughs> <laughs> if you get anywhere near anybody else, though, it definitely tries to lurch toward them. <laughs> You know what I will do, though? I will actually try to eat one. Uh, I'll, t- I'll get one of the, like, cooked ones that died to, oh, like, the fire. Sure. And I'll, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll eat it. Eh, bland. But yeah. it's meat. Good. Sheriff, what what do we do if he, if he inevitably puts up resistance? Uh, you got to explain to him what happened. Figure out how these rot grubs got out. If he doesn't know the rot grubs got out, well, then uh, you're going to have to arrest him and bring him here for trial for negligence. That is a great plan, except he saved our lives previously. I have a question, though. Couldn't you just fly over there and talk to him quick? I got to stay here just in case more ogres come hanging around the town. I mean, we could stay here and take care of ogres. Yeah, you could stay here and take care of the ogres, but I've deputized you. I need you to go deal. You've already dealt with him. You said he saved your life. I'm not on good terms with Trickles. That's a good point, Sheriff. All right, we uh, will take our first order as deputies and go deal with the rot grub situation. Yeah. Maybe you should give us some kind of official letter. Well, do you have any paper or ink? (laughs) Yes, of course. I have my spell book. You can use one of these pages. Oh, oh, thank you very much. Uh, Rip out a blank page and he writes on it. Uh, by the power vested in me by the town of Merchant Harbor, I hereby uh, summon you to come to Merchant Harbor with um, these four deputies uh, face uh, criminal charges. And then he signs it, Sheriff Dandy Griffin. And he folds it up and hands it to you. All right, Sheriff. What about a snack? <laughs> You're welcome to eat any of the rock grubs you find along the way. No, that seems like something Clubhead would do. <laughs> Uh, just a bit of advice. If the ogres do come back, just throttle them viciously in the testicles. <laughs> that worked very well for us. Oh, well, that sounds brutal. Yeah, just wail on them without any kind of care for their well-being. <laughs> <laughs> Life is brutal. It's Crow Island, baby. <laughs> That's right. Survival of the fittest. Watch your nuts. <laughs> or the sleepiest. <coughs> <coughs> I think there might be something wrong with me. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> I'll see you guys when you get back. Do we need to stop in town? I mean, I have 10 torches. Why does a young man need 10 torches? Well, when you're a wrestler, you never know what kind of match you're going to be in, you know? Sometimes you're going to be in a hardcore match, a torch match. The first one to burn loses. I've never lost. Okay. Hey, did we determine that none of us have detect magic? Yes, I believe we determined that. Correct. I, I don't. I do have a fake beard, though. I realize I have a few things that I've picked up along the way. 
from like the list that I never really checked to see if they're magic or anything. Oh. Yeah, you guys have not used detect magic or identify on any of those things, so you you don't even know if any of those things are cursed. That's an interesting huh. point, sir. Well, if you remind me, uh, t- you know, tomorrow morning when I'm preparing my spells, I can prepare it and then I can cast it however many times you want. Okay. Nice. Do we have to rush out there right now, or can we get arrested? Or can we get arrested? Are you asking the sheriff? Yeah. Yes. Let's ask the sheriff. Uh, I, I think you ought to go down there right away. Okay. I suppose we better then. Hopefully we won't encounter any more enemies or rot grubs or anything bad. Yeah, you remember how nice and easy that road was? Didn't you say there were zombies and things? And fire newts? <laughs> yeah, it should be no problem. Hey, Sheriff, <laughs> as deputies, do you think we could borrow some horses? Uh, yeah, you could You could requisition them. Ooh. Yeah, just go to the stables and uh, show them that letter. Uh, I, I tell you what, I'll go over there with you. Sounds good. Nice. I'm not sure about this. <laughs> What, bringing more meat to the meat factory? <laughs> it's kind of high up in the air for me. Maybe they have a, a pony or a dog or a goat. Yeah, a big goat for Wendell. Oh, yes, a big goat. That sounds ideal. A dire goat. <laughs> dire goat? Sure, why not? <laughs> so, so as for your question about getting in a short rest, I'm going to say you can attempt it on the journey, which will take you a little over an hour on your new mounts. Uh, You've been to the Moistlands before, you're familiar with the terrain, you know what trouble looks like down there, those fire geckos, and you're not pulling a slow, noisy cart that would attract things like zombies, so you have good odds for avoiding trouble. You know what they say about our crew is we avoid trouble. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if that's your goal, you can do it. Speaking of our group, now that we're deputized, what should we call ourselves? I don't know. Clubhead, you got any idea, buddy? Uh, I'm just trying to think of some wordplay that has to do with crow. Um, <laughs> like the crow eaters. Old crow old um, crow medicine. Have we actually seen a crow since we've been on Crow Island? <laughs> that is weird. Is it shaped like a crow? I, I mean, I've seen the map. You'll have to investigate that thread. Uh, why is it called Crow Island? There's an answer out there somewhere. The law and order gang. Does the gang take out the law part? <laughs> Um, maybe. I notice we say whoop whoop a lot when we're doing well in battle, but I don't know how to incorporate it exactly. But it's like our rallying cry. The whoop whoop boys? The whoop whoop boys! (laughs) (laughs) The whoop whoop troop. So as we're okay. as we're riding our horses um, out to the to the rock rub farm, we're discussing what what to call ourselves. Okay. Was there a giant goat? Yes, a, a dire goat. Yes. A dire goat is going to be to Wendell what a horse is to an average human that same height. So perfect for Wendell the wombat. If he falls off, won't kill you. Uh, in the meantime, what did you name your dire goat? Buffy. <laughs> okay, Buffy. <laughs> the horses already have names, but what are they? Uh, we'll start with Emery. What's your what's Clubhead's horse's name? Geronimo. Okay, uh, Brad. What is Silbeth's? Chubs. <laughs> <laughs> My horse's name Brixton. Brixton. Awesome. Okay. So Wendell Clubhead, Silbeth, and Bunny aboard Buffy the Goat, Geronimo, Chubs, and Brixton. Your horses. You ride leisurely and cautiously into the moist lands, able to take 
an hour-long short rest to at least regain some hit points or other abilities that you could on a short rest? Yeah, but not spells. Unless you've got the capacity to do that somehow. Certainly not. Well, I get my wild shapes back. Ah. So that's neat. I got one ice cold point. I don't think I used anything that comes back on a short rest. As you ride into the moist lands after about an hour, you approach the little fork in the road that would one side send you to Moss Ass and his shack. <laughs> and then if you keep going straight, you head toward Trickles. Are you going toward Trickles or are you going to go visit Moss Ass? We could visit Moss Ass and maybe get one of the potions that does something good for us in case we do have to fight Trickles. I'm willing to drink a potion. How about you guys? I know not all of us had great experiences as a group, but personally, it turned out okay. Oh, I agree. I agree. Last time I drank a potion, it was the most fun thing I've ever done. Wait, are you still under its effect or not? (laughs) (laughs) Silbeth, you never got to drink one of these potions. I think it's time. Potions! Potions! Sure, why not? I'm bored. (laughs) Excellent. Because the best stuff comes out of boredom. (laughs) <laughs> yes. As we pull up to Moss Ass's house, I do the Whoop Whoop Troops uh, signature, um, like, authority sound. It's like the sound of the, you know, it's like a siren. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. It's like when the cops turn on their siren just, like, for a <laughs> yeah, second. Exactly. <laughs> whoop, 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 That's whoop. literally how a KRS-One song starts, actually. <laughs> whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the beast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see if Moss Ass knows what that is, uh, because he's not familiar with that. (laughs) You make that sound as you, on your horses and goat, ride up to his shack, and uh, immediately you see his head pop up in a window. You know, he's got, he basically lives in a former troll's swampy little booger den. Like, this thing is made out of snot and mud, but it has a door and a couple of broken windows. And you see his head pop up in one of the windows, and he's looking out there. He looks very, very nervous and excited and scared because he didn't know what the hell this is. And he sees you guys, and then the door opens. Hey, what's what's making all that crazy noise out here? I thought thought that I was in big trouble. It's how we announce ourselves. We're the Whoop Whoop Troop. Whoop Whoop. Whoop Whoop. Troop. (laughs) Okay. Okay, that's fine, I guess. Whoop Whoop. What are you doing here? I'm in the middle of a transaction. Could we get three, four? Because we have a new person. This is Silbeth. uh, Silbeth Mossass. We would love four potions. What would we have to do to get those? We got a big fight coming up, and they helped us a lot last time. This is the first time Silbeth has seen Moss Ass. Moss Ass does not look very much like uh, Zark Coppertop. First of all, his clothing is basically a ragged loincloth. His eyes are hazy and smoky-colored, swirling uh, shapes in his eyes uh, make it difficult to tell where he's looking. and his hair is patchy. He's covered in scars. He has one big scar across his face. And uh, he says, Hey, Silbeth, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Moss Ass. Oh, you want some potions? You want four potions? Yes, sir. All right. Hold on a second. I gotta go, in. I gotta go inside. And he goes inside, and you hear him talking. And then you hear another voice. Everybody give me a perception check. A natural 20? Nope, just a 21. Huh? 22. 
I only got a 10. I had a seven. <laughs> Bunny and Silbeth, you guys hear Moss Ass quietly say, Just wait out in here, and they'll be gone soon. I just gotta give them some potions. And then you hear the other voice say, Yeah, that's no problem at all, man. I got all day. I got nowhere to be. <laughs> and then Moss Ass comes out, and he's got a small basket full of potion jars and bottles and little clay pots. He walks up to you and he says, all right, you guys want some potions? I'll pay you 10 gold for each potion you drink, but you only have four, so I will give you 40 gold total. Oh yeah, this is this is part of his uh, experiments, right? Yeah. We want to help you with your research, so we'll drink these right now. Oh, he has to see us drink it. Oh, this is how it gets off. <laughs> Can we do like a, a vibe check on the potions? <laughs> I don't know what check that would be. Uh, to determine, <laughs> like, outcome? Because it was random last time, because we had to roll if I remember correctly. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I'm just going to take the shiniest looking potion and hope for the best. Oh, boy. Okay, you give us the gold and we'll drink them. All right, he hands you 40 dirty gold coins, and uh, you can reach in and each grab a vial of... I'm, I'm used to chaos, Mr. Moss Ass, so I'm fine with this. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I like you. <laughs> so, uh, is everyone taking and drinking their potions right now? Yes. Yep. Yes. Uh, I drink my potion. We'll start with Bunny. Roll a D100. Give me the best luck! <laughs> a six? Ooh. Ah, six. You suddenly feel very flush, very warm. Your body temperature spikes. You feel like you're on fire! <gasps> You take three points of fire damage from the inside out. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I got the vapor. Oh, mercy. Oh, that was a, a spicy one. <laughs> All right, who's next? I'll go. 97. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. Those big numbers could be really good, could be really mm. bad. What was it, 97? Mm-hmm. All right. You drink the potion, and your skin starts to tingle. Your skin starts to glow barely underneath your fur. You can tell there's a, a dull blue glow. Roll a d4, please. Four death saves? Uh, one d4. Roll a d4. <laughs> yeah, I did two. A two. Okay. Moss ass sees your skin glowing, and he gets very excited. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the one I was trying to do. Oh, my gosh, this is so good for you for the next two weeks. You're going to have a plus two advantage on all your charisma checks. Whoa! And, yeah, and you're also going to give off a dim light, uh, you know, for the next two weeks. But hey, that's, that's a small price to pay for being so charismatic. That's awesome. <laughs> this is fantastic. Wow. I was already pretty charismatic, but this will improve so much. I love it. All right, who's next? Is it Silbath? 87. You feel the effects of this potion almost immediately. Oh. It is a very fast-acting potion, but it doesn't last for very long. Roll a d4. Two. You gain the ability to communicate with any intelligent creature, regardless of language barriers, for the next two rounds. <laughs> okay. And you said any intelligent creature? Yeah. Uh, I, I, I suddenly feel like I, I could speak any language right now. Yeah, that's my, that's my Duolingo potion. <laughs> oh. Doesn't last very long, though. I'm working on that. Okay. It, say something funny and giant. Uh, <laughs> 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 
That sounded funny. I don't know what. I don't speak giant, but it sounded like he, she has good timing on her punchline. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have an ass to speak of. <laughs> no, I, I don't have no ass at all. <laughs> Got bit off by a fire gecko. All right, I have an extra dose of that potion, and he hands you a sealed. Oh, thank you. Little tiny vial of that potion. Yeah, you take that. Take that when you need it. Ooh, that's nice. I say, I really appreciate it in Goblin. Hey, look at that. You speak in my language. I like that. I knew I liked you. The second I saw you, I thought, this is a good person right here. Same. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> oh, thank you. Why don't you get a room? <laughs> Are you going to have a sex scene now? <laughs> like, what's going on? You guys wish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, are there any are there any windows in this hovel? <laughs> yeah, but you know they're broken and dirty. I'm, I'm just gonna kind of slide over and look in and see who that person is. Yeah, you couldn't you couldn't recognize a voice. Well, I did. It was Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it sounded like he was riding in a luxury car. <laughs> <laughs> he sounded real chill, like he might play bongos or something. <laughs> All right, while Silbeth is trying to gain a vantage point to see who is sitting in Moss Ass's hovel, uh, Clubhead, you take your potion? Yeah, he puts the potion to his lips and he says, Oh, shit, here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, if you roll the same thing again, oh, my God. I don't know what I rolled last time, but this time I rolled a 53. Your body starts becoming very warm and then hot. Roll 2d6. Oh, what? Oh, no. And then roll 2d10. Uh, what? So it was 8 and then 11. So you take 8 radiant damage. Whoa. Uh -oh. oh, man, that was a bad one. Oh. Sorry about that. But then you are immune to cold damage for the next 11 hours. Whoa. Does it suddenly not feel cold in here anymore? Are you going through menopause? You gave the hot flashes. <laughs> but I'm only a couple years old. Oh, the big change of life is coming for you, Club. Crow Island crazy. When we get back, we'll have to see if the clock is ticking for you. Good idea. Wait, don't you wear the clock on your back? No, I left it back at the place. Oh, okay. <laughs> that would be annoying, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell Brad what Silbeth sees. You see a male person, about six feet tall. He's sitting on a little dirty chair, maybe about 140 pounds, wearing clothes made from animal skins. You can tell he's wearing a tunic and a vest, trousers, very casual. He's got a satchel, and it looks like he's got a big crate of bottles and, and jars of potions sitting in front of him. There's a small table there as well. Human? Uh, you think maybe elf or elf-like, half-elf perhaps. It's a little difficult to see because the windows are so dirty. <laughs> Give me a nature check. 13. Could be somebody who spends time in nature, right? Because hands are dirty, face is dirty, hair is unkept, wearing clothes made of animal pelts. Does he resemble any descriptions we've heard of the guy whose cabin we went to? I can't think of his name right now. No, not not exactly, but you've never gotten a very good description of him. Is Moss S still out here with us? Yeah, while you're looking in the window, Clubhead is coughing up radiant light and uh, <laughs> yeah. having problems. Oh, 
that's an image. I say, Moss asks, who is your guest? Uh, don't worry about him. He, 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 he's fine. Don't just leave him alone. Okay. Don't even. <laughs> All right. I have the strictest confidence with my clientele. I don't, I don't reveal my clientele list. <laughs> what, what are you guys doing down here anyway? You didn't come down here to see me. <laughs> We've been deputized. The Whoop Whoop Troop must visit Trickles because there's been a rock grub issue. What? Yeah, where the, the 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 town was attacked by a massive horde of rock grubs. What? Uh, wait a minute, his rock grubs got out? Yeah, and they came all the way to town and started eating things, and we had to kill them all. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds horrible. I there's nothing to worry about though, because if those rock grubs turn into rock flies, they they won't be able to lay eggs. Oh, really? Yeah, cause I sold I sold uh, Trickles a special potion. Uh-huh. Yeah, it makes them infertile. Hmm. Yeah, and are you 100% sure that that potion works? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so he's been using my potion for infertility for a very long time on these rock grubs. So the, the rock grubs, when they, if they turn into rock flies, they can't lay eggs. Well, then how does he get more rock grubs? He's just got a couple of rock flies in a cage. And they keep laying eggs. Because oh. those ones have not been tainted with my poison. Oh. Hey, do you happen to have any of that stuff that I could, you know, buy just in case? Oh, yeah, I got all kinds of it. Hold on a second. He goes into his shack and he comes out with a satchel. It's got two big bottles of grayish green liquid inside. Yeah, this stuff, you just pour it right on whatever you want to not be able to make babies and it'll, it'll work. So this works on like uh, humans, for example? Oh yeah, it'll work on anything. Humans or like uh, rock grub flies, anything. Anything. If it hit like club head per chance, would he not, or they not be able to like create their mushroom colony? I, this is high risk stuff is what I'm wondering. This, this potion. Well, probably not. I mean, I didn't test it on mushrooms. I tested it on a fire gecko. I tested it on some fish. I tested it on a rat. Fair enough. You you did your due diligence as a scientist? Potion? I'm a scientist. You, yeah, I'm a scientist. Right on, my brother. This is a... Uh... It's a much more effective way of making sure ogres never procreate than wailing on their junk for a minute straight. <laughs> it's less fun, though. It is, that's the magic of it. It's true. As this conversation's <laughs> been happening, I find that my curiosity gets totally, uncontrollably insatiable. So uh, I quietly climb through a window into the shack. <laughs> oh, the windows, I'm going to say the windows are too small for you to crawl through, but he's so occupied talking about his potions and science that you could just walk in the front door. I will. Okay. You walk in the front door and this, uh, this person who seems somewhat elf-like is wearing a, a hat made out of like rabbit pelts. And so you can't really see their ears too well to like really determine. Sure. But as you enter, they see you and they say, Oh, hello. Hello. My name is Silbeth. Oh, hey, Silbeth. How, how are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing in here? I, I heard you speaking and uh, I, I was just very intrigued by your voice and, and your accent and the, this, how silky smooth it was. And I thought, what face would belong to that voice? So I came inside. Ah, well, as you look at his face, you see that he has piercing blue eyes. 
And uh, aside from the animal pelts that are covering him and the, the dirt and grime, you notice that his hands are very calloused and dirty, and you can see there appears to be dried blood all over his fingers. I, I see you must know your way around the wilds. Oh, yeah, I grew up in the wilds. I, I'm a druid. Oh. Yeah, but I got rejected by the other druids. The other druids don't want nothing to do with me because I can speak to the animals. Oh, I, I have some familiarity with that. I, I grew up in the jungle myself. Oh, that's interesting. You know, I, I've i grown up uh, in, in different places over the years. Every, every place I live, I grow up just a little bit more. Where do you live now? Oh, I live a little bit north, a little bit east of town. Oh, okay. Out there in the forest where no one will bother me. It's just me and my animal friends. Oh, well, what's your name, sir? Uh, they call me Beaver. Well, that's nice. One of my friends outside is also a druid. Ah, really? Well, I hope he uh, hope he doesn't ostracize me like those other druids did. Oh, I, I doubt it. He's pretty much ostracized by everyone else as well. Ah, okay. All right, all right. So he's a little bit unusual, you see. Ah, yeah. Well, you know, this island is full of unusual people doing unusual things. Yeah. What, what, what are you doing here at Moss Ass's place? Oh, well, I, I come down here to sell Moss Ass uh, various ingredients, wild animal innards and things like that, like uh, squirrel spleens and uh, rabbit kidneys. Oh, sure. Oh, yes, all parts of animals are useful. Oh, yeah, and you know, animals and I, we get along so well, they, they will often come up to me and they will say, please, beaver, take take my heart, give it to moss ass, have him make some potions. Of course I oblige. I say, I like your style in, uh, in snake speak. He cocks his head to the side. Ah, that is an interesting language. I don't reckon I know that one. Uh, well, you see, I'm, I'm an ophidian, and we can naturally communicate with snakes. I don't know that I've ever spoken with a snake before. They're kind of aloof, but they're all right. Well, about this time, Mossass realizes that he's lost track of one of you, and he turns around and he sees Silbeth inside of his shack. Hey, you get, get out of there. Come on, leave, leave Beaver alone. Well, we're just having a nice conversation. Hey, but you're in my personal private house. Laboratory. All right, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I said just don't don't bother my clientele. <laughs> Gonna put the ass in moss ass. Well, uh, till next time, Mr. Beaver. Yeah, that's right. If you need to speak with Beaver, you come on up and visit me sometime. Uh, we'll do. Saddle up, whoop whoop troop. Whoop whoop, whoop troop. Roll out. You saddle up your mounts, taking the two big jugs of infertility potion Moss Ass gave you, and the spare Duolingo potion that he gave Silbeth, and you head toward the Rot Grub Farm. Now, it's only a few miles from Moss Ass's shack, but as you get closer to the Rot Grub Farm, you make a realization. Probably one of the reasons you didn't see any zombies or fire geckos is because you find some bones of some creature, probably a fire gecko. They look to be picked clean mm. by rot grubs. I was wondering if they'd leave a trail. There are a few uh, humanoid skeletons. Maybe they were zombies. And then they happen to fall to the rot grubs. How long ago does it look like they were eaten? Within a day. Okay. You continue on toward the direction of the rot grub farm. The rot grub farm sits in a clearing uphill from the swamp's edge a couple hundred yards. And as you approach, you all catch the stench of death in the air. <sighs> it's thick, damp, unmoving air. And that scent of decay hangs thick. Not far from where you believe the rot grub farm is, 
You see more bones. Ooh. Everybody give me a nature check. A one. Eight. <laughs> a five. Wendell, Come on, you Wendell. Need you. Oh, boy. Come, Come on, on, Wendell. Wendell, uh, Wendell is uh, pushing out some cubes for the road. <laughs> <laughs> it adds to the suspense. Uh, <laughs> speaking of nature checks. <laughs> okay, nature check. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Eleven. All right. Well, there are only a few bones, and so you can't really piece together what creature this was, but whatever it was, uh, it was thoroughly devoured by the rot grubs, because <laughs> you can see the little markings of their claws all around in the mud uh, near these few bones that have been scattered. Oh dear. The last time you were here, you remember seeing a two-story stone foundation standing intact. This was a secure enclosure for hundreds, even thousands of these rot grubs. But now you can see that one of the walls of the foundation has partially fallen. Mm. What do you guys do? Can I do a, an investigation check just to try to assess the situation? Sure, in fact, you can all, all give me an investigation check now that you're able to see the barn or what's left of it. Whoop, whoop, troop, investigate. 23. I got a zero because I'm currently just <laughs> eating good berries. 10. <laughs> 23. <laughs> yep, eating good berries. Yep, that's what you're investigating. <laughs> investigating your hunger. <laughs> Clubhead, can I just hold one of those bottles, buddy, of the, the potion that... Sure, just don't get it on your balls. <laughs> Noted. Um, I want to go stealth, so... I don't want to ruin his business, but I don't think... I've come around on the whole rot grubs not being good for the environment, right? So I want to kind of stealthily put this stuff on the two flies in the cage if I could sneak around and get there without being noticed or murdered. Okay, while Bunny, you're getting the jug of uh, infertility potion from Clubhead. Silbeth, you weren't here before, so you don't know what things were like before when the rest of them were here. You can see that the wall of this foundation appears to have a metal bar sticking out of it near the base. The wall does? Yeah. There's this wall that's about 10 feet high that was made of stone. There is a long metal pry bar, like an iron bar, that is sticking out of the pile of rubble where the wall partially fell. Okay. Okay. Something or someone used this metal bar to pry the wall apart, collapsing it and leading to the rot grub's escape. Okay. And Wendell, you notice lying in the mud nearby, most of the upper half of a skeleton, a Goliath skeleton, <gasps> still clutching his great axe. And that is episode 31 of the Valley of Green Gold. Thank you very much for your patience and understanding through the summer of delayed episode releases. And my kids are back in school this week, so my schedule will improve, and we should return to consistency with weekly episode drops for you very soon. If any of you are coming to FolksCon 2, we'll see you there. Madison, Wisconsin, September 15th and 16th, 2023. If you want to know more about FolksCon, go to folkscon.org for the details. We wrapped up our two-part livestream adventure with our buddy Nick 
Nick from Five Entertainment. Long live King Candy, the return of the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade. And it's available to watch on our website, ratedrpgpodcast.com. It was an absolute blast. Speaking of the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade, the GPB tier on Patreon is instrumental in making Rated RPG happen. Thanks to Jerry Vite, Elizabeth Parcells, and Mage for being part of the gorgeous Phoenix Brigade. Thank you to our Merchant Harbor Gazette tier buddies too, Weary Traveler, Super Justin 64, Spidey Mouse, and GBS Trek. I'm sure you're all out in the streets of Merchant Harbor trying to make new headlines. Thank you to Danny Bell, Banana Fish, and Ranger Ron for your support as well. If you'd like to join them and kick a few dollars our way, go to ratedrpgpodcast.com. Huge thanks to Turtle and Crow, the generous dukes who have been busy hiding treasures throughout Crow Island with the hopes that the Whoop Whoop troop will discover them. And also, we have to acknowledge Lord Deputy Fail for having such an instrumental role in the Valley of Green Gold, his edict that rot grub farming would stay legal and subsidized on Crow Island made things very interesting, that's for sure. Finally, in other news, our friends Velociraptor and Jedi were recently on a hike in the quiet forests east of town when a distraught ogre came crashing through the brush and clobbered them both to death with an old barn plank. It just He just demolished those two. There was barely anything left of them. It was like he was getting revenge for some, I don't know, previous injury he'd suffered. So we put what was left of Velociraptor and Jedi into the bucket of friends. We'll get you resurrected soon. On behalf of everyone around Yield Gaming Table, thank you for enjoying the Rated RPG Podcast.